Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. She's a fashion blogger, model, and entrepreneur. She's amazing. The latest tips on fashion, beauty, wellness, travel, and her lifestyle. And now, here's the founder and creator of Not Basic Blonde, Olasha. Hello, my loves. Welcome back to another episode of Not Basic Blonde podcast. Today, my guest is legendary Mel Robbins, who is one of the leading voices in personal development and transformation and an international best-selling author. Her work includes the global phenomenon, the five-second rule, the upcoming, the high-five habit. And her groundbreaking work on behavior change has been translated into 36 languages and is used by healthcare professionals, veterans, organizations, the world's leading brands to inspire people to be more confident, effective, and fulfilled. As one of the most widely booked and followed public speakers in the world, Mel coaches more than 60 million people online every month and videos featuring her work have more than a billion views online, including her TED Talk, which is one of the most popular of all time. So today, Mel and I will be discussing her global phenomenon, the five-second rule, and we also will be discussing the high-five habit, which is magical and transformational. The high-five habit begins with a low and miserable moment in Mel's bathroom, standing in her underwear, feeling overwhelmed by life. Mel did something incredibly weird and a little cheesy. She raised her hand to the mirror and gave herself high-five. The moment was just the beginning. What Mel didn't know was just discovering a powerful way to gain two things almost everyone lacks in their life, self-confidence and self-love. This is such an incredible episode, guys, and I highly recommend you to listen to every minute of it and take notes. You will love it. But before we dive in, don't forget to subscribe, rate and review Not Basic Blonde Podcast on Apple Podcasts. Hi, Mel. I'm so honored to have you on my podcast. How are you today? Uh, today, uh, I'd say I'm about an eight on a scale of zero to 10. Oh, what happened? <laughs> uh, wh- wait a minute. Are you actually thinking an eight is bad? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> I think an eight is amazing. Um, what happened? Well, um, I, the only reason why I'm an eight is because I could really use like a matcha or a cup of coffee or a Diet Coke right now. And I don't have one. And so it's not like a full on 10 or an 11 because uh, I am craving some caffeine. Oh, I see. (laughs) What about you? Zero to 10. How are you? I'm trying to be nine. (laughs) Wait, are you trying to be a nine or are you a nine? Trying to be a nine because I guess the mercury in retrograde is already starting. So all the communication and technical side is starting to go a little bit down. (laughs) Got it. Well, that's all right. That's all right. It happens. Got to be able to roll with it. Yeah. 
Yeah. And you being such an amazing author and incredible and always inspiring, we would love to learn more about you and your career. Well, what do you want to know? How you became so successful. What's your secret? I fail a lot. All of my success can be traced back to moments of profound failure. I think one of the most important skills in life is to cultivate what I call a high five attitude. And especially in those moments, and I know that you have had a uh, really challenging go of it recently, especially in those moments when life is testing you and things are very challenging, that you're able to feel what you need to feel but before your own emotions and attitude really take you and pin you down, that you flip yourself into a high five attitude, which is an attitude that is grounded in confidence and grounded in optimism. And optimism is the ability to remind yourself that no matter what's happening based on your attitude and the actions you take, you can have a positive impact on anything that you're facing. And, you know, I think in some of the massive struggles, like there's a lot that I write about in this book, The High Five Habit, that you'll read it and you'll literally be like, wait, what? Mel Robbins? I, I don't even recognize you. That's what you were like in law school? What? You were that screwed up? You had that much anxiety? Wait, what? Mel? What? You cheated on your boyfriends? Wait, what, hold on a second. Reverse the record here. Let's back up. There is so much that I did when I was in pain or when I felt stuck that I did just to survive. And one of the things that I've learned later in life is this. It doesn't matter how old you are. You can always stand in the present moment and look back on the map of your life and see how all the dots connect and bring you to this moment. All the bad stuff, all the trauma, all the things that you regret, all the good things, all the wins, all the times you fell in love, all the heartbreak, it's all preparing you and giving you the wisdom and the skills and the experiences that you need in this moment. And I think the real incredible opportunity, and it's what I write about in this new book, is being able to stand in this moment and know that no matter what's going on, no matter what challenge you're facing, that this moment too is just another dot on the map of your life. And it too is preparing you in some way for something extraordinary that hasn't happened yet. And when you stop resisting the challenging stretches, and when you give yourself the grace to feel what you need to feel, but you also practice the tools that you need to pick yourself back up and reassure yourself that this is all going to work out and that this is all leading somewhere amazing. That is the true, in my opinion, definition of confidence and success, having your own back, having a sense of faith having a sense of confidence that if you just keep trying, if you just keep finding the courage of going in the direction of what's calling you, 
that no matter what obstacles you face, if you keep your attitude positive, and if you keep showing up every day for the woman that you see staring back at you in the mirror, it all works out. Yeah, like we have to cheer ourselves up to improve our performance. And I always, when I go through really hard times, I'm thinking on the back of my head, there must be something really, really good that's about to happen that I'm going all through all of this that universe is putting me through that I have to be ready for. Yeah. You know, you don't gain wisdom and you don't gain resilience or confidence, frankly, in the big winning moments of your life. Confidence, resilience, courage, inner strength. It's like steel. It's forged in the fire of your life. It's, it's what gets strong in the, the low moments. Like every, and it, it's true. Like, I wish I was the kind of author or, you know, expert that could just read this stuff in a book and apply it to my life. That's not how my life has gone. I tend to have to learn things the hard way. I have to hit rock bottom. I have to fall into a hole and then figure out how to build a ladder. And all of my success and everything that I share with the world comes from life-tested wisdom. Just like, you know, the five-second rule. The five-second rule was that I invented it at a rock-bottom moment to help myself get out of bed when I was 800 grand in debt with three kids under the age of 10, about to lose my marriage and my sanity and drinking way too much. And I used it as just a stupid hack to help me get out of bed and launch myself five, four, three, two, one. So I wasn't in that bed when the anxiety hit and the high five habit, this latest book, the first book I've written in five years, this is something that was waiting to be born, but needed to come at the right time. I literally have been struggling to figure out what I could possibly write about after the five second rule. I've been working and thinking and nothing would come and nothing. I mean, it's been five years since I put out a hardcover book. And it was during April of 2020, during an extraordinarily low moment in my life, a moment that everybody can relate to, that I actually created this high five habit. And it turns out that it has extraordinary science behind it. You want to know the secret to true confidence. You want to know how to truly be able to be yourself, your full self, no matter what room you're in or who you're around. You want to know how to feel love and accepted and to stop people pleasing and stop putting your worth in the relationships that you're in or that what you look like, all the crap outside of you. The high five habit is the secret to all of that. What is the main concept of a five second rule? How do you apply it? The five second rule is very simple. There's a five second moment of hesitation that defines your whole life. It's the moment between thinking about what you need to do and doing what you need to do. And if you can move within that five second moment of hesitation, you will beat self-doubt, procrastination, anxiety, worry, insecurity, fear, anything that holds you back from taking the actions that you need to take. I mean, the basic philosophy is this. We all know what we need to do. That's the easy part. It's making yourself do it. It's making yourself get to the gym, get out of bed, draw your boundaries, show up in ways that scare you, stop procrastinating, stop being a perfectionist, 
start treating yourself better. We all know what to do, but you need to learn how to push yourself to do those things because right now you're holding yourself back. So the way the rule works is in a moment when you know you should do something and you feel yourself hesitating or you feel your emotions rise up inside you, just start counting backwards, five, four, three, two, one. And the way that it works is it's called a starting ritual in habit research. When you start counting backwards, you interrupt bad habits that are stored in your subconscious. And by the time you get to one, five, four, three, two, one, you literally have engaged your prefrontal cortex, which is the part of the brain that you use when you're learning new behavior, when you're acting with courage, when you're confident, when you're thinking strategically, when you're taking a test. And so it's a little cheat code that shuts down the part of the brain that sabotages you and awakens the part of the brain that gives you immediate control over what you think and do next. And you can use it for just about anything. You can use it to interrupt anxiety, 54321. Pediatricians around the world use it that way. You can use it to uh, get in great shape, 54321. It'll get you to the gym when you don't feel like it. You can use it to find the courage to start a hard conversation or break up with somebody or block one, someone you're stalking or um, 54321, draw a boundary. You can use it to 54321, help you interrupt the triggers associated with trauma and reframe your response. It works with OCD. And we know of 111 people who have stopped themselves from attempting suicide by counting backwards, 54321, and asking for help. Wow, this five-second rule is magical, creating so many transformational moments. I didn't even know. Very interesting you shared this. Yeah, I was going to ask if there is a simple hack or trick to improve our relationships. Yes. You want to know it? Of course. Well, it's going to sound dumb. And you're going to think it's not possible. But it is the high five habit. You know, of all the things I just explained regarding the five second rule, it pales compared to what I think the high five habit is going to do in your life. You see, we all work on relationships, right? We want a better romantic relationship. We want better friendships. We want to be closer to our family. We want to not succumb to people pleasing and insecurity. We want to feel strong and confident, right? Well, the true secret is that your relationship with yourself is the most powerful and important relationship you have in life because it is the foundation of every relationship that you have. If you look in the mirror and you pick your appearance apart, it creates insecurity and it makes you feel rejected by yourself. Your people pleasing and insecurity has nothing to do with other people. It has to do with your own insecurities. If you looked into a mirror and you saw a person that you love, and you saw somebody that you could accept and cheer for, you wouldn't give a shit what anybody else thinks. It starts, every relationship starts with your relationship with yourself in the mirror. And so I'm going to tell you the story of the high five habit, because on its face, it sounds ridiculous. It sounds dumb. It sounds cheesy. And I'm going to tell you something. You actually want to be more confident. You want to have the success that you deserve. You need to sit up and get a pen and buckle in and pay attention to what I'm about to tell you. 
because this is a game changer. So I stumbled into this in April of 2020. And it doesn't even matter what was going on in my life because we've all had that morning where you wake up and you feel overwhelmed by your life. You feel like you can't handle one more thing that goes wrong. You feel like your to-do list is endless and you're falling behind. You feel defeated. And that's how I felt this particular morning. And so I wake up and I use the five-second rule, five, four, three, two, one, to force myself out of bed. And this is an important thing to say because I invented the five-second rule 13 years ago to get out of bed. I still use it every morning. And so I want you to hear me loud and clear that even though a lot of experts say you can create a new habit if you repeat behavior for 21 to 67 days, depending upon the expert that you listen to, the fact of the matter is, I think that's only true if you like what you're doing. I have had to use the five second rule for 13 years and I still do because I don't like to get out of bed, but I do it anyway because I know that the last thing that I should be doing is laying in that bed and letting anxiety or overthinking or anything creep into my mind. I five, four, three, two, one, I get up, I get going. And once I get going, I can keep going. So I get out of bed on this morning that I'm feeling overwhelmed by life. I make my bed and then I walk into the bathroom. And as I'm standing there in my underwear, brushing my teeth, I catch a glimpse of myself in the mirror. And I think, oh my God, you look like hell. And the woman I saw in the mirror looked exhausted and beaten down. I honestly felt sad for her. You could tell that the weight of the world was on her shoulders. You could tell that she felt alone. And I started doing what I always do. I started picking apart the person I saw. I started noticing the dark circles under her eyes and the lines on her neck and the fact that one boob is hanging lower than the other. And then, of course, once you start criticizing yourself, you've just taken your mind down the drain. So then I drift off into the day ahead and I start thinking about the fact that I didn't answer an email yesterday and why did I get up so late and I got a Zoom call in eight minutes and then I noticed the dog is at my feet and he needs to be walked and, oh, And, you know, here's the interesting thing. If you had walked into the bathroom that morning and you were having a hard morning, I would have been able to spin on a dime. I would have been able to be like, okay, now listen, I know, I know this sucks. You don't deserve this. It's a lot. But if anybody can handle it, you can. Come on now, pick your chin up. You're you're okay. I got you. I would have lifted you up. No problem. But standing there on my own, I couldn't think of a thing to say. And in fact, even if I had, I don't think I would have believed it because it's not how I felt. And, you know, I don't know what came over me. But for whatever reason, standing there in my underwear, I didn't even have a bra on. I just raised my hand and high-fived the woman I saw in the mirror because she needed it. Lightning didn't strike. It's not like all of a sudden the heavens opened and angels were like, oh, my whole life changed. That's not what happened. What happened is I laughed because it was pathetic and weird that I'm standing there in my, and I've just high five myself. I mean, who does that? My shoulders dropped and my chin lifted. And I felt this like shift. 
And I didn't even think anything. It was sort of like this energy shift where I kind of felt this energy that was like, all right, come on now. Just suck it up. Get out there. Come on, Mel. You got this. Like just this little send myself into the day. But it was the second morning when everything changed. I literally wake up, same problem, same overwhelm, same feeling defeated. I five, four, three, two, one, get out of bed. I make the bed. I start walking to the bathroom. I'm not even in the bathroom. And suddenly I realize I have this feeling that I have never felt in my entire life. And let me tell you what it is. You know, when you are about to meet a friend and you're going to walk into a cafe and there's somebody you really like waiting for you. Yeah. What does that feel like? Well, you kind of get butterflies, I guess, in your stomach. What else do you feel? Excitement and happiness. Exactly. Do you know, I'm going to be 53 this year. That's exactly how I felt about the idea of turning the corner and seeing Mel Robbins, the human being in the mirror. I had never, ever felt that way about seeing myself before. I'd been excited to see an outfit. I'd been excited to see a hairstyle. I have never had the experience of being excited to see me, the human being. And so as I rounded the corner and walked into the bathroom, I had this very strange experience where I'm standing there brushing my teeth and I realize there are two people in the room. There's me and I'm standing there brushing my teeth And there's this woman in the mirror who I have spent a lifetime either criticizing or ignoring. 91% of women don't like the way they look. And I'm not alone on this. I mean, you, I, you didn't want to turn on your camera because of the Halloween makeup. And, and like, we are so critical yeah. of how we look. And it's, you know, we talk about morning routines and we talk about being kind to ourselves and everybody doesn't talk about the fact that we all have a habit every single morning that's part of your morning routine right now. And it's terrible. You literally stand in your bathroom with a human being in the mirror and you pick her apart and you ignore her. And that's, that's how you start the day. And what happened for me that second morning really changed my life. You know, there's research from Harvard that says that if you're a leader, right, and you want to make a big impact at work, there's a habit that really changes how you show up. And you take less than a minute of intentional reflection in the morning based on research. If you sit there and think to yourself, how am I going to show up today? It changes your level of focus. It changes your productivity. It changes how you show up and it changes your ability to impact other people. I'm here to tell you, you need to take that moment in the mirror and you need to see the woman that's been staring back at you, who's been dying for you to stop criticizing her, to see her, to support her, to encourage her, to love her. And you need to look at her and you need to look past the face and look past the stuff you don't like. And you need to ask yourself, who do I need to be today for her? Does she need kindness? Does she need fun? Does she need me to be courageous? Who do I need to be for her? And then just like on a sports team, before you launch into a game, you raise your hand and you seal that intention with a high five. You create a partnership and a trust with yourself. 
And, you know, there's more than just common sense to this. There's crazy science, crazy science. In fact, chapter two of the High Five Habit book is full of so much research that it's going to literally blow your head off your shoulders. Because the fact is, your brain is wired to have this work. Your nervous system is wired to have this work. And you don't have to do anything. And so I want to explain this to you because I want you to do this. First of all, you got to do this five mornings in a row. And the reason why you have to do it five mornings in a row is because I'm going to explain to you exactly what's going to happen. Number one, when you first do this high five habit, and I want you to do it right after you brush your teeth, because hopefully you are brushing the crap off your teeth so that you do not go through your day and spread dragon breath on everybody that you talk to. (laughs) We also need you, right, to brush off the crap in your mind so that you're not dragging that with you through your day. And so when you stand in front of that mirror, after you put your toothbrush down, you're going to notice something. First of all, the first time you do it, it feels weird. And I'm going to explain the science for why it feels weird. Number one, based on the way that your brain works, your brain learns patterns. So I'll explain. I'm a right-hander. It does not feel weird when I write with my right hand because it's already programmed into my brain. If I were to get in a car accident today and I lose my right arm and tomorrow I have to show up and write with my left hand, it's going to feel weird. I don't have the circuitry programmed into my brain. Doesn't mean I can't do it. Doesn't mean it's not going to work. It's just your brain learning something new. So get over the weird part. Second thing that's going to happen. There's only one of two reactions to this. Only one of two. It's either positive or negative as you stand there. So the positive reaction is going to feel like this. As you go to raise your hand and high five your reflection, you'll either burst out laughing because it's fun and it's weird and it's silly, or you'll start crying. And the reason why you'll start crying, and so many people do, is because there's this emotional release. You have been trying so hard to be perfect. You've been so hard on yourself. You've been trying so hard to make sure everybody else is okay and everybody likes you and that people love you and that you're doing the right thing. That's where all the anxiety comes from. It's all this acting and pretending and trying to be something. So everybody else reacts a certain way. And when you finally high five yourself just for being there, there's this release that happens because you're actually accepting who you are and where you are right now. You're not being anything but yourself. And that woman in the mirror has been waiting for you to wake up and realize that she needs you. Wow. Now, let me talk about the negative part, because this is actually very sad. And if you want to have a breakthrough in confidence, if you want to stop people pleasing, if you want to truly be able to heal trauma, forgive yourself, be happy, listen to what I'm about to tell you. Mm -hmm. If you stand in front of a mirror and you start to feel resistance or you start to roll your eyes or you start to resist doing it for any reason, let me tell you what that is. When you stand in the bathroom mirror with yourself, you drag with you your entire past. So if you've ever been abused or you've experienced trauma or you've been neglected or abandoned or something's been done to you that hurt, you bring that with you. And all of that becomes evidence that makes you look at the human being in the mirror and say, 
well, you're too damaged or this proves that you're unlovable or you're worthless or you're this or you're that. And you see a human being that doesn't deserve a high five because of it. If you're human like the rest of us, you've done an awful lot of stuff that you really regret. While you were trying to survive, you lied or you cheated or you drank or you missed opportunities or you hurt people and you didn't mean to. And you would forgive me or you for that. But yourself? Oh, my God, no. You wear the regret or the shame like a yoke. And you accumulate all that evidence and you make it mean that you're not a good person or you're not good enough and that you haven't changed yet and so that you're not worthy of the celebration and support that you need. Or you are chasing all the external crap. You think that until you hit the number on the scale or you have the money in the bank or you drive a Range Rover or you live in a nice neighborhood or your hair isn't so kinky or, you know, this person falls in love with me or I have this many followers or that many YouTube views or this many that or that. No, even all of that doesn't help. (laughs) No kidding. My experience. (laughs) Yeah. No, if actually it makes it worse. And let me tell you why. Yeah. You're placing your validation and your worth outside of yourself. And it sets you up to feel like you are always chasing something to feel loved and something to feel worthy. And the other thing is that it sets you up to be really jealous and to be triggered by comparison. Because when you marry those external validations or achievements with whether or not you deserve love, it's never in your control. So when somebody else looks like they're winning, when somebody else has more followers or somebody else is falling in love or somebody else is having this thing that you deeply desire, it seems to prove to you since your whole sense of worth and validation is outside of you, that now you're not worthy of those things. The only solution for this is really simple. You must bring the source of your validation, your source of your worth, and your source of your love back into yourself. And you can do it by practicing what sounds like a really stupid thing. And the reason why this works is because your brain is hardwired to receive the programming associated with the high five. So when you high five somebody, okay, let's say you're watching a marathon and you're a spectator, and these runners are at mile 17 and having a really hard time, and you raise your hand to high-five a runner, what are you communicating to them? Well, you just try to inspire them to do the best they can. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When you raise your hand and high-five somebody else, or somebody else high-fives you, the person is saying, I believe in you. You got this. Keep going. I'm with you. Shake it off. Come on now. Let's do this. You can win. That's what they're saying. It's all in that simple gesture. So when you stand in your bathroom, even if you think you're a failure, even if you think you're damaged, even if you think you're not good enough, even if you think you're the biggest or the tallest or the ugliest of all your friends and you stand in the back of every photo because you've done that for years, even if all of that has been something that's been playing in the back of your mind, Something interesting happens when you raise your hand. When you raise your hand to your own reflection, the critic stops. 
It's impossible to think I hate my face. I screwed up my life. I'm a fucking jerk. You can't do it because your brain neurologically won't allow it. You have never high-fived somebody and thought I hate you. You've only high-fived people and thought I love you. Keep going. I see you. I recognize you. So when you go to raise your hand, check this out. Your brain recognizes the high five. So it shuts off your critic and it overrides it with the programming in your subconscious associated with a high five. And there's more. Very interesting. It's not, it's so interesting. And there's more. The reason why you kind of chuckle or you feel a boost in your mood, even on your lowest days has to do with science. Dr. Daniel Amen, the world's leading expert in the brain. This isn't even in the book, this part, because I just learned this three weeks ago. There's so much research in this book, and we're learning new research that proves why this works and why people around the world are having such transformative results doing this for just five days. We call it taking the high five challenge, which you can do. Just go to highfivechallenge.com. It's free. I'll walk you through it. It's so easy. Um, The other reason why you feel good is because when somebody else high fives you, your brain gives you a drip of dopamine, which is a feel good chemical. When you high five yourself, the brain recognizes the high five and gives you a drip of dopamine. The second thing that happens is your nervous system helps you. You see, when you go to wave to somebody, you're raising your hand. When you hug somebody, you're raising your hand. When you pat somebody on the back, you're raising your hand. When you literally Go and high five somebody, you raise your hand. When you cross a finish line, you raise your hand. These are all gestures of celebration. Your nervous system has been feeling these gestures of celebration your entire life. So when you raise your hand to high five yourself, your nervous system activates and gives you a jolt of positive energy. All in just a simple high five saying absolutely nothing to yourself. Wow, I love this simple but very effective concept. And where our listeners can purchase your book, where they can find you, your social handles, all the information. You can get it. You can buy the book anywhere. The book is being released in 22 languages. But what I really want you to consider doing, you do, you should get the book because you're going to want to highlight it. You're going to want to come back to it. If you love audiobooks, I'm the one that reads it. And it's a nine hour roller coaster ride. But what I want you to do is sign up for the high five challenge. It's just H-I-G-H, the number five challenge. You're going to be with 100,000 people. And for five days in a row, I'm going to give you the coaching and the tools and the positive, empowering community that you need in order to implement this into your life. Because, you know, it's one thing to think about it, but it's another thing to do it. And I'm committed to you practicing this and trying it. Because for women in particular, we have for generations located our source of power outside of ourselves. We have anchored our validation and how we look or whether or not someone else loves us. And I want to teach you how to bring it back home. I want to give you the ultimate control, which is knowing whatever room you walk into, you have your own back. You love yourself. And that no matter what happens in life, whether it's challenging or exhilarating, that you have within you the support system that you need to ride the highs and the lows, to pick yourself up when you need to, and to keep going. You know, life is a marathon and you need encouragement and support every single 
step of the way. And you're in the best position to learn how to do that because you're the one human being that you spend your entire life with. And so this is free. It's going to feel weird, but the result's going to be life-changing. You know, one thing I will, I will end with is this. I've been practicing the high five now for over a year. I've seen it change the lives of tens of thousands of people, and we haven't even released the book yet. There was a woman that wrote to us who struggled with body dysmorphia for 20 years. She couldn't even look herself in the mirror. Doing the high five challenge by day five, she was not only looking at herself in the mirror, she was grinning. There was another woman who took the high five challenge, this free thing that we're doing online. And she wrote to us about the fact that she was doing it from a homeless shelter for, for women that were victims of domestic violence. She had escaped this horribly abusive relationship. She was in a shelter for women. She wrote to us about the fact that she knew she had a long road ahead. She had childhood trauma to heal. She had battered women's syndrome to deal with. She had nothing left. But what the high five challenge was proving to her is that at least she still had herself, that she could have her own back and that that would be enough. And I'll tell you personally, despite all of my success, despite everything that I've accomplished, I never truly knew what it meant to love myself. I was always the person that looked in the mirror and saw what I wasn't doing. I was always focused on the things going wrong instead of the thousand things going right. I was my biggest critic, which robbed me of joy. It robbed me of contentment. It kept me separated from my true power. Practicing the high five habit has been the single greatest gift of my life. I actually, after a year, don't even have to high five myself. You want to know why? Yes. I'll tell you why. Because after a year of doing it, raising my hand every single morning as a symbol of alliance, partnership, support, encouragement, and love, I have literally erased the bully in my mind. I don't criticize myself ever. I literally see a human being. I don't even see my face. I see a human being who's trying, who needs me, who just wants a little bit of support and a little bit of love. It's not about arrogance. It's about compassion. It's about support. And it's the most life-changing thing you could ever experience. What did you get out of hearing me unpack the high five habit and everything that I've learned from practicing it? So it definitely made me think of so many things. And when you were explaining everything about Range Rover and many followers and all the external validation, external accomplishments, you kind of described me, but I was fulfilling all, I was fulfilling all my happiness that I've had in my personal life, you know, all the other things, because I mean, I had to, because all the other external accomplishments felt good and I needed them. And you, of course, made me think a lot about things because when you were explaining all the in details, it just was kind of, I'm the worst critic to myself. I always criticize yes. myself and I always afraid of not to get enough accomplishments. <laughs> Let so can I, can I share something with you? Cause I'm a lot older than you. 
Sure. And I have a Range Rover <laughs> and I have millions of followers and I make a fuckload of money. <laughs> and I am more successful than I ever thought I would be. And I am a extraordinarily smart businesswoman. And it's not until you realize that none of that shit matters. The only thing that matters is whether or not you can look yourself in the mirror and truly see a human being that you love and support. And I know deep down you do. And what I will tell you is when you have this breakthrough with yourself, you will enjoy your life and your accomplishments and the impact that you're making at a much deeper level. And you will step off that rat race treadmill where it feels like life constantly speeds up what you're doing because you're chasing the next thing. You'll have the confidence to pivot. You'll have the confidence to say no because you will know exactly who you are and what matters to you because it's in you. Yeah, I agree. Thank you so much. <laughs> I have a feeling that this is exactly what you were meant to hear at this exact moment in time. Yeah, I think so. And yeah, you're absolutely right. Well, I want you to know your uh, big virtual sister, Mel Robbins, is just a text away. So you're not in this alone. I got your back. And I can't wait to see what changes you make or what impact you go have in the world when you start really, truly learning to love and cheer for yourself. Love it. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom. Thank you so much for being my guest. Well, thank you for having me. And will you let me know what happens when you do the high five challenge? Oh, I definitely will. I will I'll definitely try. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Thank, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. High five, baby. Bye. <laughs> That was all for today, guys. I hope you really enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Not Basic Blonde podcast is available on all the major platforms with new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. To support the show, tag NBB Podcast on your Instagram stories and check out more behind the scenes on Instagram as well at notbasicblonde underscore or NBB Podcast. And if you haven't, subscribe, rate and review Not Basic Blonde podcast on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much, guys. Have a great day. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online master's of social work. 
Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu.